You're listening to Missing Persons, brought to you by Abject Entertainment. Be sure to check out some of the other great true crime podcasts from this network, including The Murder in My Family, DNA ID, Beyond Bizarre True Crime, Zodiac Speaking, Scene of the Crime, and Three Men and a Mystery. All of these podcasts are available for you to binge on right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the podcast, its creators, or sponsors. If you would like to discuss a missing persons case on this podcast, please be sure to visit missingpersonspodcast.net. This episode may contain unsettling or disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. This is Mike Morford, co-host of Missing Persons. After we released our Missing Persons Alert episode on Naomi Arian today, I was fortunate enough to sit down and have a conversation with Naomi's mom, Diana, and her sister, Tamara. We talked about a number of different things, including what's going on behind the scenes and how they're dealing with this unimaginable situation. And they also stressed the importance of contacting the authorities with your information and tips directly. Time is the essence in this case, and Naomi's family needs your help. The authorities need to hear from you if you have information. So if you do, please contact the appropriate authorities. Here's the conversation with Naomi's family. To to start off, uh, how are you and your family holding up right now while you're uh, while this is all developing? Well, as of the, today, this morning, there hasn't been a, a meltdown yet. But the day is young. Um, we have been known to just cry on each other several times throughout the day. And none of us are getting a lot of rest. Besides the children, of course, who are oblivious. Um, yeah, um, there is a general feeling that things are going in a more positive direction. Partly because we have the alleged kidnapper in custody. And partly because several family members just have this feeling that we're going to find her soon, you know, just like this really strong impulse inside them that we're going to find her really soon, giving everybody hope. Yeah. And that's important. I think it sounds like you're keeping up the hope and staying positive, staying focused. Yeah. That is the most important thing right now. We have to do that. Sure. And and you mentioned you're doing, uh, I, I assume that you're getting a lot of uh, people contacting you, talking to different news outlets, things like that. Has that been a little bit overwhelming for you? Um, it was at first until I got used to it because I'd never done anything like that before, you know. Um, but I just had to wrap my mind around my purpose. My purpose is to get my daughter back and I will do everything, anything it takes to accomplish that. So once I um, just had that result, inner resolve, then I was much more able to handle the, you know, the flood of messages and emails and phone calls. And I'm not alone. 
I have my wonderful daughter, Tamara, who's the social media queen working on that aspect of things. And she's handled most of that herself. And then Casey has also been handling some of the media. He's doing that less now because, you know, he's further into the case than we are. And he doesn't want to accidentally spill information that he shouldn't. So he's kind of trying to stay away from the cameras as much because he's so exhausted and he's so stressed out. You know, it's much more difficult to control what you say when you're not on your game, you know? Yeah. So he's he's trying to step back from the media a bit. And there's no, you know, playbook of what you're supposed to say, what you're supposed to do and uh, what to keep, you know, behind the uh, scenes and when something like this happens. Yeah, and the last thing he wants to do is endanger Naomi's life by something that he says to the public. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, understandable. And just uh, a couple things as far as the investigation, if you can comment on. uh, Is there any progress being made as as far as you can say or as far as the authorities have shared with you? All I am told is that there is progress being made and that it's positive. That's all they've told me. They're, the the investigation is walking on a knife edge right now, and they don't want to tip their hand. You know, yeah. They don't want to show their cards until they have Naomi safe. Yeah, and that's the the, the mission is to do that, accomplish that. Yeah. To go through the case a little bit, there's there's obviously there's people rushing to get information out there. There's stuff going out there and trying to keep stuff sorted. Um, I, I guess first off. Did anyone in uh, among Naomi's friends or family, anyone at all, recognize this individual that was arrested or know him from any place? Nope. Nobody recognized this person, and nobody knows him. So that leads me to believe one of two conclusions. Either he's a complete stranger and just spotted her from afar and was watching her, or... He was pretending to be somebody else on social media or dating apps or something like a catfishing type of situation. One or the other of those. I don't know which one, but to me, in my mind, those are the only two logical scenarios I can come up with of how he targeted her. And I know there's been some mention uh, that Naomi may have used some kind of different uh, social apps or dating apps. Uh, Do you know if, if the authorities have looked through them? To see if there's oh, yeah. any clues there. Oh yes, they have. They have looked. Um, the the FBI has all of that data and her phone and her laptop and all of the access to every social media and every dating site, all the apps on her phone and everything. And their analysts are going through it with a fine tooth comb. Hopefully, there are clues there that can be found if if it is connected mm-hmm. somehow to to social media mm-hmm. or dating app. Um, right. And one one other question quickly about the individual they arrested. Uh, I know you mentioned that no one in the family knows him. Um, do you know, and again, this might be something that you can't comment on, or maybe the police haven't even told you this, is he being cooperative at all? I know some of the stuff I read said he was not being cooperative. Well, I, I've asked uh, the detective on the, on the case twice this morning if he was talking and I got zero reply both times. So, so whether he's talking or not, they're not telling us. 
it's going to be a tough feeling as a, a parent with a missing child to sort of be in limbo and not know what's going on behind the scenes. And I understand why the police want to keep stuff quiet, but that's going to be tough for you. Yeah. It's, it's not just tough. It's not strong enough. It's also not strong enough. Um, I'm a mathematician, so English vocabulary is not my strong suit, but there must be more strong vocabulary words that describe the amount of um, incredible anxiety that I feel over this and the not knowing. It's like this, um, it's like a, a knife stab that the amount, um, the, the, I don't know a word in the English language to describe how I feel because frustration with this not knowing is not strong enough. The word frustration is not strong enough. There needs to be a stronger word than that because I feel such intense anxiety in my chest that it feels like a knife is stabbed in there and every day it just twists another twist, you know? And um, I just need to know, I need to know what's going on because that way I have something to hold on to. Yeah, I I think any of us that are parents can can identify with you and needing to know that and to have some kind of answers and not be wondering where your child is at and if they're okay. Yeah, it's it's the worst feeling ever. You know, I've been through some terrible things in my life and I thought each one of those was horrible, but they don't even compare to this. Yeah, I I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Uh, I I'm curious to know. What can be done um, at this point? What do you want people to do if they can? And what should our listeners be on the lookout for as far as helping in this case? Well, we need to know um, where this alleged kidnapper, Troy Driver, has been going over the past few weeks. Where has he been spending his time? Who, Who has he been spending time with? Where has his truck gone? Where has his work truck gone? Um, we need to know those things. And the people that are acquainted with him need to step forward and help us to fill in the picture of what his life has been like the last few weeks. Yeah, there's obviously people out there that are friends with him or work with him or family members that can help fill in some of those, those uh, missing pieces of information there. Right. Uh, we need to, uh, you know, knowing that where he's been going is going to help us to figure out where he stashed Naomi if he, if he did, if he's the real kidnapper. You know, we, you know, of course it's not proven in court, so we have to use the word alleged for now. But um, if he's the one that did it, we need to know where he stashed her. And the only way to do that is to trace his movement. And hopefully someone out there has that piece of information that can help connect the dots and help investigators uh, uh, find out where she, where she's at. That's where we need the interwebs help, you know, because we can spread the word a lot faster than FBI can pound the pavement. You know, if we can reach that person, then they can step forward. The investigation will, you know, move a lot faster. Yeah. And what areas specifically is this investigation circling? I know um, Driver lived in one area. Uh, Naomi 
went missing in another area. Is there multiple locations where police are sort of uh, looking at? Uh, so um, for now, it's the greater Reno Sparks area, um, including Fernley and Fallon. There is a lot of wilderness out here and it's all open desert and it's desolate and there's dirt roads that crisscross the area. So Reno is just the closest big population center that people can orient themselves on, right? We're not saying for sure that she's in Reno because we don't know that. Someone posted on social media last night that she was sighted in Reno. We don't have any evidence of that right now. Um, so we're not going to limit our search to just Reno because if we focus in on just that one area, we could miss something important out in the desert or near Fallon or wherever, you know, and we don't want to do that. Every little bit of information is vital. Giving our daughter's life. Yeah. And any tips that come in, whether they're, you know, from local or a little bit further away should be checked out and, uh, you know, to see That's if there's it. any, anything. That's the there. Best there's been a problem with people contacting us with tips or posting on social media, their tips. And, you know, it's, it may not be seen by law enforcement on social media. And it, if it's sent to us, it takes us longer to get it to law enforcement than if people just go straight to law enforcement themselves. And you know, I don't know what these people are expecting from us. Maybe, maybe a thank you. Maybe they need, I don't know. I don't, they, they need something. I have no idea. They need, they need our approval or validation. I have no idea what's going on with that. But what I need for people to do is go straight to law enforcement. Bypass the middleman. Don't post on social media. Go straight to law enforcement with any tips. It's vital to saving Naomi's life. And there is a, an FBI uh, site obviously set up, and there's a, an anonymous tip uh, provider link on their site. And I, I guess people can also go to their local FBI office if they need to, to reach out. Exactly. They could totally make a phone call. There's a uh, secret witness phone, phone numbers everywhere. There's FBI phone numbers everywhere. There's local sheriff department phone numbers. A, a simple phone call would, uh, or an email. Let's see, I've got some numbers for you. So the, the Lyon County Sheriff's Dispatch uh, is 775-463-6620. Um, the number reference is 22LY0168. I'm trying to blow this up. But my old eyes can't see it. 68. Um, shoot. I can't see the last letter. I think that's it. And then you can email detective at lion-county.org. If you want to be anonymous, you can phone Secret Witness of Northern Nevada at 775-322-4900. There is a cash reward. Okay. And hopefully people will do it, you know, come forward because they want to do the right thing, not because there's a reward, but, you know, whatever helps her whatever out in the end. Yeah, sure. Um, and we'll, we'll share those numbers and that information so people can find it easily. Um, and you mentioned earlier that the, the right thing to do is just 
contact authorities with their tips instead of putting them on social media. But social media is a good tool for spreading the word uh, about the case. Um, Are there any uh, accounts, Facebook, Twitter, whatever that you have set up or where people should go to, uh, to share information? I'm going to give you to my daughter tomorrow, the social media queen for that information. Just a moment. Okay. Go to share information with each other. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So, so if, if anyone listening wants to come to your page, to your social media, they can share whatever stuff you want to their social media and spread it around so that perhaps the right person sees, uh, something and comes forward. What I want everyone to do is use the hashtag find Naomi Erion. That way everyone can collaborate with each other. Okay. And that's, that's something like on Twitter, that's a very good uh, way to, to find her uh, information and, and case uh, details. Right. Exactly. Okay. And we'll definitely ask the listeners to do that and uh, help share that way. Are there any websites or anything that you'd like to direct people to besides um, the, obviously the tip lines and, and that's the, the police uh, websites? The main thing we do want to do is direct people to the tip lines because um, we are not yet compiling information on our own to uh, try and help find Naomi. We are hoping that law enforcement is doing that. And to your point, the, the, it would take you time to do all that, whereas law enforcement can jump right on tips and stuff coming directly to them. So uh, if anyone out there right. listening has that information, please provide it directly to the authorities. Right, exactly. Plus, um, we are spending our time doing interviews on social media, trying to raise awareness at this time um, so that people can see the case and, and, um, you know, call in tips. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you all are, are just busy and, and, uh, I can't even imagine what you're going through right now, but, um, are there any parting messages or anything you'd like to say to people out there listening to that can help? Number one, this is Diana again, by the way, number one, I want to thank everyone for their efforts thus far. Um, there has the outpouring of caring for our family and, um, the, the desire to help has been so incredibly comforting and heartwarming and encouraging for all of us. And, um, I just want to ask people to bear with us because we're not done yet. We don't have Naomi back and we need them to keep pushing, keep sharing, Keep broadcasting. Keep her name, her picture, her description, the case in the forefront of social media so that we can find her. This is life or death. If if she's out there somewhere, her life is in danger. If he has her tied up out in the desert somewhere, it's been three days since he was arrested. She's running out of time. And the second message is to my beautiful girl, baby, hold on. We're coming for you. Please don't give up. And then my third message is to the alleged kidnapper and his family. I understand you have a little girl too. How would you feel if somebody did this to you? Give me my daughter back. I can, I can hear 
how raw this is for you and how how this is unfolding for you and, and you're going through everything. Uh, and I just want to let you know that there's people out there that do support your family and are going to try and get the word out. And hopefully uh, you will be reunited and with Naomi soon. And as you mentioned, time is of the essence. Um, please, anyone listening out there, if you have information, please come forward as soon as possible. That's right. Thank you very much. Missing Persons is produced under the name Abjack Entertainment by Mike Morford and Jessica Betancourt. It's hosted by Mike Morford and Jessica Betancourt, with writing and research by Jessica Betancourt and editing by Mike Morford. Be sure to listen every other Saturday for an all-new episode of Missing Persons.